0: following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. continuing our journey as we've been talking about uh, the 40 days of favor and transformation. How many of you know there is no other name than Jesus that brings transformation to our lives? And uh, it's an interesting time of year to kind of give, catch you up if you haven't uh, been tracking with us. This is a historic biblical time every year that God comes to his people. That It's known as the king is in the field. And... Uh, God makes himself accessible, even more accessible than normal. For those of us who want to move forward in our spiritual lives, in our transformation, this is the biblical and historical time of year that God releases a grace or a favor. Some would liken this to the New Year's resolution that many of us have tried each and every January, and I don't know about you, but I have failed miserably many of those times, Because we're trying to do the right thing but at the wrong time. But when we understand God's biblical calendar and understand God's timing and we do the right thing at the right time, we get exponential results. And so these 40 days, uh, according to the Hebraic thought, and these 40 days started about 20 days ago, I think, or maybe 18, 18 days ago. I'm not sure how many exact days we're into it right now, about halfway. So it's not too late. So touch your neighbor, say it's not too late even now to jump in, right? That's important to realize. Jesus told a parable. He said that they got the same salary that came at the last hour that they started at the first hour, right? And so it's not too late to jump in on this. These 40 days are likened to the 40 days of gestate, gestation time in a mother's womb. So the Hebraic biblical thought is these 40 days, we are literally birthing And forming our next year. So however we move with God. However we connect with God in this 40 day season. Is how we get to live out the next year. And so it's a very, very, very important spiritual time. To those who are illuminated to the fact that God does have a calendar. And God does have a power that when we align with his timings to move forward. Now, added to that, we've been looking at a spiritual map. This spiritual map, uh, hopefully you can see it pretty clear, is a low point of 20, a high point of 1,000. And this is some psychology and science mixed with spirituality. But it's played out to be a reality in most people's lives. And that is lowest point, shame, 20 points. Highest point, 1,000 points of enlightenment. And on the journey forward, you have guilt, fear, anger, courage, gratitude, joy, abundance, peace, and enlightenment. Let's leave that map up there a minute. So it's important if we're going to move forward in our spiritual lives, first of all, to recognize where we're currently at. And so we look at this and we find out, is most of our lives spent in shame, guilt, fear, anger? Or is most of our time spent in courage, gratitude, joy, abundance, peace, and enlightenment? And we only we know our thoughts. We only know our environment. Only we know those that are surrounding us. But we have to look at where we're at on that spiritual map. Why is this important? Because salvation is not about a one-time experience where you say a prayer and you're going to heaven, you're not going to hell. That's not truly what salvation actually was intended to be. Salvation was about us all being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ while still here on the earth. Anybody want to know what your purpose is? Your purpose on earth was to become more like Jesus before you leave the earth. Whom he foreknew, he did foretell, right, that we should be conformed to his image. So nobody here is finished. So no matter where you are on the map each year, maybe you're not in, in, in uh, shame and guilt, thank God. And, but maybe you're locked in fear and anger. Or maybe you've just crossed into courage and you're headed toward gratitude. The good news is the good work that God has started in me and you, He is going to finish it if we will just release our lives to Him. So touch two or three people and say, we're about to move forward now. We're about to move forward. We'll move quick. The 80-20 principle, we talked about it last week. This is absolutely uh, pure data. And that is 80% of society live below courage and they live in a place of at least fear or anger or less. 80% of society. If you don't believe it think for a minute about your sphere of influence, your friends, your family, those that you see how they're living life. About two out of ten are actually living in a place of joy and peace and abundance. Eight out of ten is living somewhere in the at least below that line in fear or anger or even less in shame and in guilt. Sad fact is called five points, that most people statistically only move five points their whole life. That's frightening to think that we have the possibility of transformation. And this is not just talking about uh, the world. It's talking about Christians as well. I brought this last week, and it's important to hear it again. Only 20% of Israel left Egypt. See, the stories we've heard in the past is that all of Israel left Egypt. That's not true. Only a fifth, only 20% actually left Egypt. What's interesting is there's some Egyptians that got in on it. Because it says a mixed multitude came out. And so this is proven over thousands of years of history in, in, in psychology and science and spirituality that literally 80% of the people live below their potential and only 5% ever move. Or, or, and also, only 20% ever moved more than five points their whole lifetime. Touch your neighbor and tell them, I'm not one of the 80. Tell them, go ahead tell them, I'm not one of the 80. <laughs> Touch somebody else, say, I'm moving right now. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm moving right now. <laughs> Let's look at this scripture. For God says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of my salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of my favor, and now is the day of my salvation. Don't say it's going to be next year or four months or next week. It's now. God's favor, God's salvation, God's grace, God's power is on us now to move in Jesus' name. Amen? Touch somebody else and say, I'm enjoying touching you today, and I want to tell you the time is now. Let me show you four things quickly that get you stuck. Four things quickly that keep us stuck. Our narrative, our brain, our body, and our environment. These are what keeps people from moving. So if you want to move, it's our narrative, our brain, our body, and our environment. Let's look at them quickly. Our narrative. Most of us are telling a narrative or a story about our past. Most of us are rehearsing more about our problems than God's solutions. Most of us are saying what we have instead of saying what God says we could have. And we're telling the wrong story. And so what happens is we are continually locked with our story we used to do. And it's not just bad stuff. Don't think your story you're telling is just about How about people say, Well, back in 1948, the Lord was really moving now, you know. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about what God did in 1948, and I'm glad about what God will do in 2028. But I'm more interested in what's God doing right now in my life. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout now. And so we got to start telling a different narrative, a different story, if we're going to get unstuck. Our story, what we say, by our words we are justified, by our words we are condemned. For the power of life and death are in the tongue. What happens is, we get stuck in a narrative, and we're always rehearsing the negative stuff, even to the point we start identifying our diseases as our own. How are you today? Well, my lupus has got me down. Well, number one, it ain't your lupus. Come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? But we're words. We start identifying with our past. We, we well... We stand up. Hello, my name is Kent Maddox. I used to be a... But let me tell you something. In God, you're not a former anything. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become brand new. And I'm not just talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking about yesterday. I'm not what I did yesterday. I'm not what I did the day before. I'm living in the now. And now I am moving with the Lord. How do we change our narrative? Here it is, Hebrews eleven three. 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things that are visible. Hope you understand in this. Things that are seen are made by things That are invisible. You actually have the power. I'm not getting a text. I'm looking up a scripture. (laughs) Um, You actually can frame a world with your words. You can actually frame yourself a world with your words. Whatever world you would desire imagine, or hope to be. God said you are created in His image. And on the day of creation, God spoke and it happened. And that same ability, He created us with it on the inside of us, that if we could ever let our imagination grow more than our knowledge. See, it's much easier to remember the past than to imagine the future. But if you never break out of that rut of remembering your past and start imagining you a new future and then start speaking the word of God into that future and begin to frame yourself with the word of God and I'm not talking about just getting up and saying I'm happy Or getting up and saying I'm blessed. I'm talking about the word of scripture that the Bible says it's spirit and it's life. And it's quick and it's powerful. And it tears down and it creates. And when you start speaking it into the atmosphere of your environment, things start happening. Give attention to my words. For they are life and health and medicine. And I've just pulled this up my phone. I carry a little... Charles Cap's book was an old timer, was a pig farmer who got a hold of this revelation and changed the world. Realizing we can have what we say instead of saying what we have. And create us a world. And so I've gotten back into this because I realized this is the foundational truth that got me out of some things. Because so much of my life before I came out of drug addiction I realized drugs were not my problem fear was. See, drugs are never an issue. It's what's behind the drugs. It's normally an emotional issue. I did drugs. It covered my fear because when I was high, I wasn't afraid. But then when I realized I quit doing drugs, I realized my root cause was fear, and I started battling fear. I can remember a time when I was sitting across from Bev after I'd quit doing drugs and was trying to move forward down this map. I told Bev, I said, I feel like I'm losing my mind. She said, why don't you go ahead and lose it? I said, what do you mean? She said, why not you go ahead and lose yours and get the mind of Christ? Why don't you go ahead and do that? Touch three people Say, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm just losing my mind. Because I'm getting the mind of Christ. And so I found myself beginning not to pray, but to speak. So I'd get up in the morning and I would say, God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'd speak words like this. I would say say the words, the Lord is my strength and my fortress, therefore I shall not fear. Oppression shall not come nigh me, and fear shall be far from me. And I started moving things away from my life with words and creating me a new world with words. But I think sometimes we get too far away from that, and I want to help you change your narrative in this season. Maybe it's just time to get back to confessing God's word. There's power in it. Man, yesterday, just yesterday, Bev and I were praying about a situation, and we were getting ready to go somewhere, and she was in the bedroom, and I was in the shower. And de- next thing you know, I, I, the, kind of that fear of what might happen, and these, this doubt started creeping in. All of a sudden, just out loud, I started saying, Hold on. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue risen against us in judgment, we shall condemn. Next thing I knew, Bev echoed me. And all our children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of our children. And I said, my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And Bev echoed, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. And I responded, there is no condemnation to those who walk in Christ Jesus, who follow not after the flesh but after the spirit. Beth responded with he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord he is our refuge. He is our strength and he is our joy. I responded with the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on. Woo. And we got in a synchronicity of the word. Our circumstances didn't change. We did. Trauma is not that stick causes you to get stuck is not what happens to you, it what happens in you in the absence of an empathetic witness. My circumstances didn't change my perspective of them changed. So I woke up this morning with the same issues, but I'm not focused on the issue. I'm not saying to God how big my problems are. I'm telling my problems how big my God is and I'm creating me a I'm creating me a world with my words. Touch three people say change your narrative. I'm not I don't benefit from selling Charles Capp's books, but you can get them on the internet for $2.50 on a Kindle, and you just speak the words. Just get up in the morning, speak the word. I am the body of Christ, and Satan has no power over me, for I overcome evil with good. I am of God and have overcome Satan, for greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I will fear no evil, for you're with me, Lord. Your word and your spirit, they comfort me. I am delivered from the evils of this present world for it is the will of God. I don't desire to eat so much that I become overweight. I present my body to God. My body's a temple of the Holy Ghost who dwells in me. I am not my own. I am bought with a price. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to overeat. Body, you settle down in the name of Jesus and conform to the word of God. I mortify the desires of this body. And I command it to come in line with the name of Jesus. Come on now. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed me from poverty. Christ has redeemed me from sickness. Christ has redeemed me from spiritual death. Create a new narrative. Speak the word of God. Your story starts changing. Things start moving. Things start shifting. Things start changing. I could get stuck here because I love this. I've seen the power of it. And we can be honest, right? We, we don't really live like this. We say so much stuff. Somebody said recently, well, Ken, I tried quoting the word, but it didn't happen instantly. You better thank God for that. Well, he said, well, what do you mean? Thank God that what you say doesn't happen instantly. Thank God it takes a little time for it to manifest. Or we'd be in a scrape. But as you speak God's word, your narrative, and your, you, in these next 20-something days, you can literally create you a world for next year that you never dreamed you could walk in. Or you can just say hogwash and stay in the five points and never move anywhere. I sit before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants might live therein. Let's move quick. The brain. The brain. Your brain is a behavioral prediction machine. Your brain loves predictable outcomes. Your brain is created with neurons in it that create pathways that love to predict your behaviors before you do them. That's why we do so much unconsciously. Most of our life, we live totally unconsciously, because our brain waves have already been formed in our mind that cause us to do the same thing, even if it may be destructive, causes us to respond the same way because your brain loves the comfort of predictable outcomes. That's how he gets people to get stuck in boring, predictable lives. I call it drifting. Just get us drifting unconsciously in our minds. And it's not because the obstacles are stopping us. We just choose a lesser path. Because our brains are very comfortable with that. Therefore, you get up on the same side of the bed. You ever heard that? You must have got up on the wrong side of the bed. That don't happen. Most people get up on the same side of the bed. you got the same morning routine. You do the same things day in and day out because your brain loves that predictable behavior. Now, here's what's interesting is, this is science and spirituality. The brain, like neurons, are like branches, and, 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 and they create pathways. And they have dendrites on the end of your brain, neurons, which look like trees. And so what happens is, as you get toxic, negative thoughts... Pulsating these electrical responses in your brain, it begins to form these tree-like branches that gets a halt of your mind that causes the same continual behavior over and over again because your brain has been programmed. Old science said your brain's hardware. New science says it's not, that you can actually change it. You can actually do a brain sweep. This is what Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You actually have the power, not just spiritually, but physically for your brain to rewire itself. And over time, these tree-like branches will dissolve that were taking you to a negative path and will form new branches that take you to a positive path. People say, I'm just not a morning person. That's because you never got up. Come on. I'm just not a morning person. That's because you never got up in the morning long enough to let your brain form a new brain path so that you could be a morning. Come on, somebody. Don't get stuck in some old mindset that I can't do this, I ain't going to do that. No, that's not true. I'm not saying you have to be a morning person. You can be a night person, but whatever you want to be, you can be if you will just renew your mind with the Spirit and the Word of God. And your brain, just like you subconsciously do negative things, you can begin to subconsciously do positive things. Touch somebody around the head. That thing's about to get changed. Tell them that thing's about to get changed. I saw. I saw a woman hit her husband. Bam. Take it. This is like speaking the word changes our narrative. Meditation changes our thought patterns. Think about this with me just for a minute. There is no power in a thought, it's just a thought. The only power comes is when we allow it to become a behavior. So what meditation does, meditation allows us, when we start having toxic negative thoughts, pause long enough, let that thought move away. Bible says something like this, I bring every thought captive to the authority of the name of Jesus. And so when these toxic thoughts begin to flood your mind of fear, of doubt, of anger, of of uh, of complacency you literally can just pause through meditation and let these things move away because you can only think one thought at a time but most of us never find a place of solitude in meditation you're all you're doing is letting your thoughts run your life but you can find a place in the now and it doesn't take long it's 2 or 3 minutes Of meditating according to the word of God. Not new age meditation. New age meditation is empty in your mind. Biblical meditation is filling your mind. It's what the Bible says. It says, finally brethren, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are noble. Whatsoever things are just. Whatever things are pure. Whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are of a good report. If there is any virtue and if there is any... Think praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So as soon as your mind starts taking you to a negative place, you put that thing on pause. You grab hold of those thoughts and say, hang on a minute. And you just begin to let your mind move more toward the things of heaven than the things of earth. And the next thing you know, your thoughts are no longer controlling you, but you're controlling them. Touch you never say he's telling you the truth. Touch somebody else. Say I'm telling you the truth. I've set before you therefore life and death. I can't control what happens to me, but I can't control what happens in me. I can control my response through my thoughts. As a man thinks, so is he. My people don't perish for lack, for my people don't perish because of sin or, or, or destructive behaviors. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Uh, what's the ladies' doctor? Oh, Bev Bev's raptured. What is the? Uh, she slipped out. What is the uh, doctor? The brain doctor. The Caroline. Caroline what? Caroline Leaf. Leaf. Brilliant. Who switched off your brain? Brilliant book. If you want to dig deeper into this and get rid of toxic thoughts so you can move in this, this, into this new season. And I hear thoughts coming at me now. Well, I'm just kind of good where I'm at, you know. i kind of getting a little too psychological there for me, can't you know. Can't we just stick with Jesus as good, and you know. Praise the Lord. Well, you can if you want to stay 20%, you know, if you want to stay 80% and five points and not move, Yes. You can stay where Jesus is good, and you can die broke, sick, weak, beaten down, defeated, and you can go to heaven. But I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven and realize how much I left behind and could have enjoyed while I was here because I didn't know the Word of God and I didn't trust God to move me in transformation. I'm just saying, can we go a little bit more? Just a little time. Your body. Your body. Your body is a chemical machine. <laughs> and it's powerful. Science is staggering when you see the body. I mean, how it just keeps doing what it does. How it's keeping us all alive right here while we're here today and we're not doing anything about it. It's powerful. The whole lining of our, our gut is, is, changes every 72 hours. It's brand new. Sales and how they multiply. It's staggering. But a lot of us get stuck in our bodies. You say, what are you talking about, Kent? Because your body reacts to emotion. Let me, let me see if I can help you. When you're, when you're going about your day and you have this desire to grab your phone and check Facebook. It's not because you're interested in what other people are doing. It's not even that you're interested in knowledge. What happens is, when you read Facebook, it releases an emotion inside of you that brings pleasure. It's a pleasure response. Video games. These are, it releases pleasure chemicals on the inside of you. And your body becomes, becomes accustomed to the level of chemicals that's being produced. And I can go on and on with food. Food is a very chemical-driven thing that when I eat ice cream, I get a much better feeling than when I'm eating broccoli. You know what I'm talking about? Like something, something happens on the inside of me that just don't happen with broccoli. Come on now. My body is continually processing powerful chemicals Serotonin and cortisol and these endorphins. and My body is continually producing powerful chemicals inside of me. And so what we don't realize is what we buy into is because we're not being transformed, the world we're creating along with the thoughts we're thinking now begins to have an effect on our body. Because our body begins to crave these chemicals that are being processed through us, and we do it without thinking anymore. Uh, there's many times when I come home. First thing, I got a snack tray at my house. I love nuts and uh, goldfish and that kind of business. I can have eaten a full meal. First thing I do when I come to my house, I go to that tray. I don't even know what I'm eating. I'm just, it's my, I don't know, it's something soothing to stand and graze at my counter when I come home. Next thing you know, I've eaten 500 calories of nuts just grazing. It's not the nutrients I'm eating, I've just eaten. It's the emotional chemicals that get releasing when I'm popping these things mindlessly in my mouth. It just feels good. You can come home from a full meal, and because you're so accustomed to having popcorn watching TV, you can sit down, and all of a sudden, oh, I can't watch TV yet. I ain't got no popcorn. So you go ahead, and the smell, and the pop, 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 pop And the aroma, and all your chemicals start going, whoo, glory to God. And, then. And, See, we won't jump into crack and meth and all that. i, I, I got to help you with popcorn before I can get you on over into the big stuff. Come on. It's all the same. Drugs are no more powerful than ice cream or popcorn. I'm here to tell you that today. Don't let the devil lie to you to think you got, he got you snagged by something. And by the way, don't you be judging no meth addict if you're an ice cream addict either. Let me tell you that right now. Come on now. You hung on your fried chicken. I'm smoking my reefer. You know what I'm talking about. But we both hooked on something. I'm on now. Touching neighbors. say telling the truth right now. And so here's what happens. This, listen, I really want to help you. This is powerful. Out, like, let's just use this for instance. Alcohol does not release chemicals in your body. Alcohol only allows your body to relax to the level your body can create the chemicals. So what's the truth in that? Your body has the ability to produce the same feeling Oh Lord have mercy. Without the alcohol or nicotine. Ow. Y'all know our stance on smoking. You can go to heaven smoking. You just got to go to hell to get a light. You know what I'm talking about. Come on now. Come on. we. But here's the truth I want to get you really quick. Your body's powerful. But what we do is we give our body over to things, Facebook, popcorn, meth, weed, cigarettes, too much alcohol. We give our body and so our body simply becomes accustomed or addicted to the chemical reactions that's transpiring. That's all it is. It's just science. It's, I'm, really, it is, just science. Isn't it so powerful that God gave us the Holy Ghost? Listen to me. Romans 8, 11 says, if you are in Christ, you're not in the flesh. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead is in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead is also in you, and He shall quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells inside of you. God gave us the Spirit of God to live in these mortal bodies. And when we come into Christ, our mortal bodies Spiritually it says our bodies are dead because of sin and baptized in Christ. And now our bodies, not our spirit, our bodies are raised and now they're filled with the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus said, out of your belly. Come on now. Out of your belly, not out of your brain. Out of your belly, out of your own body, out of your belly shall flow Rivers of living water. For he that speaks in tongues, edifies, builds up himself. This tongue thing, the reason the devil keeps you from it and don't want you to think about it, wants you to stay stuck without it, is because he knows the power of it if you ever tap into what God's doing in that. That's why religion and all this nonsense out there that's coming against this tongues and even churches that claim to be Pentecostal that hide their tongues. I'm not hiding tongues. It's the most powerful thing that I believe that God has given us to overcome in this life and to live victorious. (laughs) Watch this. Watch this. This is science and spirituality together. Hope I'm helping somebody. Dr. Carl Peterson did a science study with speaking in tongues. And through science proved that people that actually speak in tongues, when that happens, something significant happens to the hypothalamus gland. I know. I don't know where that gland is either, but I'm just telling you. It's hypo and it's thalamus. I know that much about it. But I tell you what it does do, it controls four of the systems in your body. Your immune system, your pituitary gland, your autoimmune system, and the part of your body that releases chemicals such as endorphins and a word I don't understand in a In a These hormones, it says, that your body produces when the hypothalamus gland is ignited are 100 to 200 times more powerful than morphine. Your own body has the ability, once aligned, and the Spirit of God flowing to produce chemicals inside of you that are 100 to 200 more times powerful than morphine. So you say, Kent, what are you saying to me? I'm saying simply this. This tongue business is important. It's a gift from God. And so what happens, and I've had this experience. That's why it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. I can testify, I've been drunk with wine. I know only me and three others tell the truth. Everybody lying on us, and like, I've, never been drunk. I've never been drunk with wine. Why do we like being drunk? feels good. Inhibitions leave, joy comes. Now I understand the other morning, the next morning you pay. And I've come to this realization, people don't want to get drunk, they just want to maintain a level of joy. But you just can't keep it going. You know, you can drink and keep it going, but whoo, you're going to pay. Come on. But I've also been drunk in the Holy Ghost. Here's what I'm proposing to you. If I can get drunk in the Holy Ghost without the hangover in the morning, I'd much rather have the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm sorry for you religious people that are here this morning or watching online, but this is what the Bible says on the day of Pentecost. It says these people aren't drunk, as you suppose. They are filled with the Holy Ghost. They had the attributes of drunk people somehow without drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. Somehow they had a joy. Somehow they had a peace. Somehow they had a power. Somehow they had an understanding. Somehow they were free of anxiety, and they didn't get it from alcohol or substance. It came out of their own belly. You say, Kent, what are you proposing to us? I'm proposing when Kent goes home tonight, when I get over that nut grazing area, <laughs> just simply I'm going to pause and say, wait a minute. <laughs> Then I'm going to see if I still want a nut or not. Or did my body produce by the Spirit? See, I'm not a theologian, I'm a practitioner. before I have that one extra drink let let me get right where you live because that one makes you want one more before I get to one more maybe I should pause <laughs> I didn't even need the first one. See, I know. Before you get that two scoops of ice cream. Before you take that hit of myth. Before you smoke that cigarette. See. Here's, here's, what, here's what the devil wants you to think. The devil wants you to think that he ain't inter- God ain't interested in this. Most of you think God wouldn't even be with you if you had a drink. Most of you think it'd be improper to pray, God, should I have another or should I pray in the Holy Ghost? That's because we got this stinking religious mentality of somehow that God's so far distant away from us that he don't care about what's going on in my day-to-day, my walking around, my day-to-day living life. I'm not saying quit smoking. I'm just saying before you smoke, pray in tongues. You may not want to smoke. Pause it, hold that and smoke it later. Go to the Holy Ghost first. Come on now. Go to the Holy Ghost first. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I got to hurry. I know this kind of got wild for a lot of us here. I, I see the looks. Maybe you need to meditate. Somebody says, you're out of your mind. I'm out of your mind. All right, we've been talking about that. I'm out of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. I know what I'm talking about. I know the power of it. I know in my own bedroom, under fear and anxiety and stress, 15 minutes of I don't know what happened inside. All I know, something broke off my mind. Something came up on the inside of me. And the next thing you know, I found myself in a good place because the Spirit of God was moving inside of me. last and quick your environment come on praise team let's get ready your environment you can do all this other stuff you keep hanging with the same people you ain't gonna change the five people you spend the most time with determines your future your environment is everything Proverbs says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You you, you choose to stay stuck in your sphere of influence with the friends that are around you, that's where you go. Look at the five people around you, that's your future. That's your environment. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to bring them up. They're going to bring you down. Don't think you're gonna bring, don't let the devil lie to you, you're gonna bring them up. You're not gonna bring them up, they're gonna bring you down. I'm not saying we don't fellowship with people that need help and minister to them, but that's not where I spend the majority of my time. You keep going to the club. Now I'm not opposed to the Lord sending me to the club, but if you keep hanging in that environment. That's all you can expect. You keep hanging out with negative people, that all that they'll take today's message and tell you all that's wrong with it. Well, who just can't think he is? He ain't no doctor. He don't know nothing about no endorphins going in around him. What does that have to do with speaking in tongues? That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard in my life, that tongue thing. That's ridiculous. That tongue. My mama told me them tongues weren't from, my, from God. And my Aunt, actually, Aunt Sarah said them tongues are from the devil. And, da, da, da. and they'll take this whole message today, and they'll do everything they can to try to keep you from moving forward. Why? They ain't going nowhere, and they don't want you to go nowhere. That's what the problem is. So what do I have to say to them? I simply speak the word of God. I said I'm blessed coming in and I am blessed going out. I refuse to let toxic thoughts fill my mind. And I just say in the name of Jesus, And I'm moving with God. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.